The long-awaited and troubled Terry Gillum movie finally gets to be seen. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Welcome to the best movie of the year, so far. As the year grows, the list grows, the movies get better. A show that answers that question, what's the best movie of the year, so far? Welcome back, I'm John Ellis. Thanks for joining me today and being a part of today's episode. If you're new, welcome. I'm glad you took the time to join me today. Click that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You'll be alerted when I release a new episode that way. I'll have links in the show notes to help you with that. So last episode I talked about High Flying Bird, a quick talking, witty basketball drama. As in the film, Ray is trying to be a disruptor to the basketball system. Meanwhile, the filmmaker and director Steven Soderbergh is doing the same thing. It's certainly not an exceptional movie that has its flaws, but it's worth seeing especially to get inside of the business of basketball and to see Soderbergh's unique iPhone filming style. Today I'm talking about a movie that's been on and off production for over 25 years. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Toby, played by Adam Driver, is a cynical advertising director who was in Spain with a crew filming when he stumbles upon a student film he made years ago about Don Quixote. As he's there, he begins to track down his old actors to see where they are now. He soon discovers that his innocent film has had a dramatic impact on the lives of those untrained actors that he used. Javier, for example, is a shoemaker who was his Don Quixote in this old film, now believes he is the legendary hero himself. And our Quixote, uh, played by Jonathan Price, believes that Toby is his squire, Sancho Panza. From there, the audience has taken on quests and adventures that mimic the original Miguel de Cervantes story. So the man who killed Don Quixote is, a, is brilliant in part and slow in Mandarin and others. It's longer than it needs to be. You know, it starts off slow, but once Adam Driver and Jonathan Price are on the screen together, it's a completely fun and engaging film. Now, it doesn't stick to landing at all for me. The final destination was not great, but the adventure and the journey to get there was worth the trip. And it's a lot of fun. It's certainly worth watching. And I mentioned this is a Terry Gillum movie. This story has been trying to get made for over 25 years. In fact, it even tells you in the opening credits. So there were multiple actors that came and went over the years, including Johnny Depp at one point. There's a lot of drama and legal actions that, that happened in between, but that's that's another podcast episode. But for the movie itself, it's some of Gillen's best work in 20 years. But that may also say more about his recent work. Clearly, he has he has great appreciation for the original source material. And I get that because I'm a sucker for any version of this story. Uh, this is no exception. It, it does that well. But both Adam Driver and Jonathan Price bring a phenomenal performances to this movie. They really make this movie engaging all the way through. The price goes 100%. 100% commits to this Don Quixote character. His character goes from a quiet shoemaker to Don Quixote himself, and you really buy it. As it is, it has its weak spots in storytelling. It shines in cinematography. It's a beautiful movie to look at, which is common in other Gillen movies as well. They always look great. And this one is no exception. It's, it's very cinematic. And it makes me wish I had a chance to really see this on the big screen instead of my on-demand small TV screen. I think that may have made a big difference for me. 
So throughout this movie, we we see the delusion and fantasy is something is sometimes a good thing, which is the sort of the original lessons, many lessons of the original Cervantes story. It's an adventure movie, a buddy road movie. The dynamic relationship between our two leads is compelling and engaging. So that's fun to watch. But I don't think it has the depth that Gillen probably thinks it does. There, If there are multiple meanings and metaphors here, I missed it. And maybe those will come through on multiple watches later. So in the end, like any true Don Quixote story, we are left wondering if these are giants or windmills we are fighting. The man who killed Don Quixote is a combination of both. But if you're looking for a Terry Gillum movie about this topic, I'd still recommend 1991's Fisher King over this. There is a heart and a message with that one that I never felt with, with the man who killed Don Quixote. As great as it looked and as strong as the acting is, it just wasn't there all the way for me. We discussed the best movies of the year on this show. As you know, we've had multiple movies this year, multiple Marvel movies this year, some comic book movies, some strong animation, several good Netflix originals, and including this movie we just talked about uh, that you can find on demand. But right now, we still come back to the best movie of the year. It's still Jordan Peele's Us. It still holds up against any of the new movies that are out there, and that may, but that may be changing very soon. I hope to have a strong uh, top 10 or top 20 for you very soon to kind of rank them all, kind of reset where we are. Stay tuned for that. Thanks again for continuing to listen, including yourself in this episode. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know of new episodes. As always, you can find the podcast on all the major channels. Join the conversation online. Let's talk about even more movies. You can find me on LSOnMovies.com and, of course, on Twitter at LSOnMovies. I look forward to talking with you soon. And until then, I'll see you in the theater.